Welcome back, amigos, to another episode of the podcast. Today, I got my guest, as you can see in front of me. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Well, my name is Diana. Hi, Diana. And (laughs) (laughs) it's actually my first time doing um, podcasts, so. Oh, no problem. Yeah. It's it's really easy. All you do is talk, and yeah, the closer I talk to someone, like about experiences and stuff, are like the dates and my therapist. Oh, so. okay, <laughs> very nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad to have you. It has been quite a journey to get you on this thing. I know, probably it... the hardest guess I've tried to get. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like a flaking here. There's like uh-huh. I can't do it, and then um, about two years. I think, since we started talking about it. Yeah, I met you during the pandemic. Pandemic, yeah. yeah. 2020. Yeah. So. Long, yeah. And we've never met till right now. I know. Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> I know, right? And yeah. then um, directly straight to this. So, <laughs> yeah. It's very cool. I was like, and I gave up. I was like, you know what? She, I'm done mm-hmm. trying to ask. Mm-hmm. She's doing her thing, she's got things going on. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, I was getting one more time, uh-huh. one more time. Uh-huh. And then I text you the other day, hey. And you're like, yeah, okay, let's do the podcast. I didn't even mention the podcast. Right. You're like, just, oh, let's grab coffee. Yeah. Cause I wanted to like meet you and like hear yeah. your story. Cause you have, a, that's why we're here. Mm-hmm. And you're like, let's just do the podcast. Yeah. I was like, damn, all right, let's do it. I know. I mean, like, I've been really wanted to yeah? do the podcast anyway. And it's like, I, I would love, you know to do that with you and i know we had talked about it so many times so yeah well you're here now yeah. i appreciate it Thank and i you. like i kind of like say oh no to coffee because i'm off sugar <laughs> are you are you going uh keto yeah and it's crazy because i did it before mm-hmm. but i i never had it to the point where it was really hard yeah until now so right now it's been really like a lot of headache and I'm having that keto breath that I hate so much. Oh, the stink <laughs> so like, breath? Yeah, and yeah. you need to balance like vegetables and stuff. I did, I did not know that. Yeah. You know, and now I'm like, oh my God, wow. <laughs> I did not really, I mean, I know that most of the things that causes that is like not eating. Mm-hmm. So before I just eat, then I'm fine. Yeah. Now, like, you can't eat in 12 hours. Oh, so you're doing probably intermittent fasting yeah, on so top I'm of it? Yeah, so I'm doing keto and intermittent. So I can only eat from, I mean, I can only eat on 12 noon and then 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And it's been two weeks. How you feel? I mean, I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm still alive, food. Right. I'm here, food. What do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, it could be tough because I, I, I'm like in a keto. I go back and forth like keto paleo because, uh-huh. you know, I'll do really good for keto for a while. And then it's like, man, I miss rice. Like I love mm. white rice and sometimes um, certain vegetable, not vegetables, but fruits. Uh-huh. And I was like, I got to have. And so I don't, I used to hold myself back, but then I was like, all right, I'll have a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, I can't, I can't deprive myself of all things yeah. delicious, you know? That's my plan too. It's like, as soon as I get to my target weight, then I'm going to have to start to have rice again, most especially the sweet rice. I had um, the basmati rice and that rice sucks. 
Oh, I, I don't guess. know what that rice. It, it's very dry, kind of tasting. You mm. know those Japanese rice; they're like very sweet. Yeah, they're sticky. Like sticky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this rice is just. It's just very dry, and you're like, this is not even the rice I'm used to eat. Oh my! And it's crazy because Filipinos yeah. we eat rice breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Dinner. Yeah. And snacks and everything. And then my family yeah. stay fit. For some reason, <laughs> yeah, and um, I think I'm guessing it's like the lifestyle there is so different from here. Yeah, yeah. Um, for folks that don't know, Diana, Diana or Diane, Diana, Diana. Sorry, every time I have a guest, I ruin their name. You're fine. That's horrible. <laughs> Should really be a better host. And it's like, do you can't even get my name right? That's uh, okay. so Diana is from the Philippines, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. Uh, what part of the Philippines? I grew up in um, Palomaloc. It's actually the, my nearest city was General Santa City. So oh. if the people know Manny Pacquiao, we're yeah. kind of like in the same area. Okay. They, you know, grew up right there. They're just near the coast. I am by the forest. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Like, Was it growing up out there? It's... Is it pretty wild? It's crazy. Like yeah. a lot of people would not even, you know, a lot of people here would freak out. If they say the way I grow up. Probably. Yeah. And I saw that episode of you and your brother. Right? Like oh when God. he went down to South America, I think. And then Ooh, there's no de- electricity right there and stuff oh, like that. Like on his um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mission. Yeah. that's <clears throat> Yeah. So, yeah, he went to his mission in Ecuador. And mm-hmm. he was just telling me that I was sleeping on the dirt. Mm-hmm. You know, like no electrics, no running water. Yeah. 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 I was like, damn, dog, I would die. <laughs> That's pretty much uh, my childhood, really. I grew up into a family that did not really provide us with so much material things because my parents decided to, you know what? Let's raise our children in the most remote part of the country. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I end up growing up into. No running water, uh-huh. no floor, no electricity, and we cook our food by firewood. So mm. it's pretty much like camping, yeah. but full-time. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. It was not easy. No. Um. Yeah, but I never really regretted. I mean, like, not regretted, but I never really hated them for that or something or, you know. I never took it as a negative part right. of me because because of that, um, every step up of my life had been appreciated. Like, mm. you know, if, if I felt like I'm depressed today, I just need to close my eyes and remember those times where we were making charcoal for nothing just yeah. to be able to afford rice and just rice, you know? Mm. And right now, like, luckily, ever since I got here in the U.S., I never really starved yeah. and stuff. So, Yeah, I have um, a lot of friends from the Philippines because I worked in, I've been in the medical field forever, it seems like, yeah. over 10 years now. Yeah. And the first portion of my medical was uh, mostly the ladies that worked in the lab were from the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you guys don't ever want to, like, go back and, you know, it's like, Rus- Russell, you have no idea. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're just kind of ignorant to it. And I was. Mm-hmm. 
And then I dated a girl from the Philippines at one point, and she showed me like her house she lived in, how they took a shower, mm-hmm. with, like a bucket, like the bucket, in yeah, <laughs> and the the hose, <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, most there is no like toilet. Mm-hmm. That's not such a thing. And you know, you would, I think, if I I could be wrong, you take a rag and you know, clean up around there, or you spray some water and it's clean up. It's, yeah, it's kind of like. <laughs> yeah. So here's what. Um, I, in the farm setup, actually, they we dig a hole, uh-huh. right? And then we put like a slab of wood around it, and then there's just this little hole. Oh, okay, so the, like a squat toilet, right? Like, gotcha. like the one that you can find in the um in the camping sites and stuff. Right, right. And then you bring a water and soap. So when you're done, you just wash yourself. Oh, uh, so, yeah. damn. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do well. Uh. <laughs> And this is actually um, a lot of Middle Eastern and Indian. They yeah. do the same way when mm-hmm. they clean themselves, and that's why when they eat, they cannot use their right hand. They right. can only use their left hand because they use their hand by washing their. Yeah, yeah. In India, I know the uh, squat toilet like is the thing out there. Mm-hmm. I guess if you have a like actual toilet to sit on, like we do. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, you're a baller. Yeah, yeah. you're you're, you're, you're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, over a toilet, it's mm-hmm. insane, huh? We're here, it's like, we oh, don't have a toilet, you know? All the toilet, we can't go in the restroom right now. You're cleaning it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, a lot of people don't even clean their toilet here. <laughs> so, um, I mean, it's probably gonna be hard for those people, most especially if you don't have burning water, like the yeah. plumbing and everything. So, yeah. so when so when you guys were out there. Growing up, did you guys have any like neighbors around, or you guys like mm-hmm. tucked um, away? I grew up with um, the tribe called Blaan. Uh-huh. They are the native tribe back in that. I mean, in the community, and yeah, it was just like like very primitive and stuff. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so, growing up, you guys pretty much are like hunter and gatherers is that safe to say you guys go get food <clears throat> gather things sell product i don't know this is me completely yeah shooting from the hip i'm not sure i wish i've seen that you oh. know because during the period of my grandparents that was the thing okay right but the philippines the problem in the philippines is we do not introduce contraceptives we do not introduce anything that would reduce the population a little oh. bit. So most of the tribe, they would have 14 wives, right? And those right. 14 wives would have so many children. By the end of it, it's like those children needs to hunt. The thing is, in the Philippines, we harvest forests and we harvest wildlife. Mm. And this is why I care so much about you know, the forest here in America, as you can see, I'm really big on outdoors and I do my mm-hmm. YouTube on outdoor thing because it's it's like I grow up into a forest that is dead. You know, there is trees, but mm-hmm. I call it, it's dead because the people harvested every living things mm. in, in that forest and nothing is left. Dang. And it's sad. So it's kind of like a um, cleared out pasture. Mm. Just, just yeah. wide open. It's not wide open. Like there's still the trees. The thing is too is that like we keep harvesting the trees because my town is the biggest um, pineapple plantation 
Gotcha. Actually. So Dole Philippines is near that area. So the pineapple from Dole is being harvested from that particular place. And then what they do is they would clear off land so that they can um, plant pineapple. And exchange of that, we do deforestation. So, dang! Mm-hmm. Did you ever work at the uh, pineapple place? No, I did not really. Uh. Like, I I was so lazy when I was growing up. Uh. Like, I I am this sickly kid, right? Yeah. I am the eldest. There's <laughs> six, six, five, five, five. Yeah, and you're the fifth. No, I'm the eldest. O- oldest, so the, the oldest. oldest of five. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So it's like I'm. I'm sickly, so I kind of like harness that in my own advantage kind of thing. Uh-huh. So this is why like when I help my parents now, I'm like, I don't really complain. Yeah. <laughs> because um, during growing up, my brother, he's five years younger than me, but he pretty much helped my parents doing farming. He's the one who would fetch water for me to have something so I can bathe uh-huh. and stuff like that. So he was like the muscle. Gotcha. Like, you know, but I like... Every time they ask me, like, okay, it's time to harvest tomatoes. Um, you know, always say, I'm sick. Uh, <laughs> and I would typical end up... Kid. Right. Oh, don't feel good, <laughs> yeah. Dad. Uh-huh. Oh, boy, I don't feel good at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so I always do that. And, like, that's that was my escape. And then what I would actually end up doing was just cutting cardboard and stuff like that. And would paste and would make this little towns and stuff you know because in the farm we cannot really afford toys Ah. so you need to be very creative you know if you want something like a figurine you need to mold it and that's where i develop you know that talent of art Ah. like drawing i can do on sculptures and stuff like that because of my childhood (laughs) so was there like so say here here's your house where Mm. you guys live is there like a local, I guess to say village? Is there like a mm-hmm. hub that you can go get things if you need it? Oh, like, in the Philippines, we call it Sari Sari store. Sari Sari store. Right. Okay. Like those retailers that they would they would go to the bigger town, uh-huh. get all those grocery and stuff, like and bring cans of food and stuff, and then bring it there and then they would sell it for more, right? Mm-hmm. Individually. It's Ooh, not like a bowl. No, you don't get a six-pack, huh? No. So you they would sell it like one by one by one like that. And then like, for example, like an oil. They would actually distribute those oil into these little bags. Uh-huh. And then they would sell that for a certain kind of amount so that they can make profit. So, yeah. So it's kind of like a uh, AMPM or 7-Eleven, mm, something like yeah, that. Yeah, but in a Filipino um third world way yeah so i get it Mm -hmm. damn so you guys had that was there like schooling available to you guys or um school was far Uh um our elementary is like three kilometers away okay um about like i don't know how many like two miles something two two something miles yeah Mm -hmm. but um High school was very far. It was five miles, and it's a hike. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, during elementary, it's easier because it's closer. 
but we mm-hmm. still need to walk through like you know pineapple field like, and stuff like jungle right yeah 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 legit jungle yeah like uh-huh. you know you see those children in the documentary where they would actually go through rivers and stuff yeah <laughs> yeah that was you <laughs> that real was life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> guess what folks it's real right it's real very real dang and yeah it's amazing you know it always amazed me like reminding my remembering my childhood yeah actually it was fun and it was very different you know it's not like the first world um country where you guys even have like a free food in your government Mm -hmm. you know and your public school yeah in ours like we don't have that we need to provide our you know school supplies Mm-hmm. And then we need to provide our own allowance and food, and we uh, on top of that we need to walk yeah. to school. So Dang. it's like I I did not really I, I can say I did not really learn much during elementary sure. because that's like just me being a kid, right? Yeah. Like just playing around, chasing and stuff like that. Like all I look forward to going to school was just to play yeah i think everybody was at that age <laughs> right it's like me trying to get my dog just to like snuggle with me uh-huh. he's oh dude i'm a puppy right. i gotta run <laughs> yeah and he's gotta run all over the house mm-hmm. for absolutely no reason but i get it i mean i was a kid at, i mean yeah we were all kids at that age mm-hmm. the last thing i want to do is sit still mm-hmm. in a classroom right you know so but you did it do you feel so do you do you all have like elementary then like middle school and then high school or is it just now we have that system oh, okay. right we have like grade 10 now and then mm-hmm. 11 and 12 but during my school age we did not change the um educational system yet mm-hmm. so we only have um grade one to grade six and then first year high school to fourth year high school. Oh, wow. So only four years in high school. Yeah. So you were done about, what, like 14? 17. 17. Yeah. Uh, that's how 16, it, 17. Yeah, that's yeah. how it is here. You spent four years in high school. Mm-hmm. You, how'd you feel about high school? Do you feel like you were learning a lot yet? Yes. That's gotcha. when, like, you know, the reality hits and it made you feel like I wish I had learned more <laughs> yeah. back when you, I was in elementary. Mm-hmm. You know, it was hard because you, obviously your teacher would always tell you, like, I never really fail, mm-hmm. but they would always tell you to do your um, homework and stuff like that during the elementary and also high school. But during those times, we don't have electricity, so your light is that those kerosene light. And I, I just mm. recently found out that those are actually really bad for your brain, the, the fume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what we do is just um, a kerosene light. And then at that time, my parents are really poor, right? Mm-hmm. They can't hardly afford kerosene. So... We, as soon as it gets dark, we will have our supper and we have the kerosene light. And after that, like, you know, my mom and dad would play guitar for a bit and she would sing. And my dad would play guitar in our porch and stuff. And after that, they would just go to bed at 7.30 p.m. Because there's nothing around. Mm. And that's pretty much 
uh, my excuse of not doing my homework <laughs> because at that time, like, you know, you won't really have the energy to do it at the same time, like, if you're so poor that they needed to, like, turn off the light, then how are you going to do your homework? Right. And it's also, you know, I'm not, like, saying this to belittle my parents. They're the most amazing people I sure. ever met. But um, they're very simple, right? Sometimes I envy them on how simple they are. Yeah. Like, I, I felt like I was cursed of having the kind of brain that wants more, you know? wants more mm. in life because my parents are like you know they, they only graduated elementary mm. never had high school or college and stuff like that so they can't even help you with homeworks right yeah so most of the time you need to figure it out yourself damn mm-hmm. <clears throat> but you did it though you I did it that. and I'm here yeah and it's amazing so, when you finished high school, what was, like, the next step for you? Where were you headed? Because um, you already said you have a mind of, I, you know, I want be- more things, better things. Right. So, did that push you in some It pushed me in direction? to get out of that place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really just that. It's like, you know, my parents was really hard for me. They were... They wanted me to succeed, I guess, you know, and I keep telling them like, you know, to do the same method when you raise me to my siblings, because right now I felt like they gotten soft, you know, my, Mm -hmm. my other brother is already 20 years old and he's still living with them. They kicked me out at 17, you know, they're like, okay, well, we can afford um, college. So you need to figure out your life, right? Oh, the mom <laughs> mom got in that Filipino accent too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when they sit you down, when I heard that accent come in, I was like, oh boy, I'm in trouble. <laughs> it's serious talk. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel that was a, a wise move with your parents? Mm-hmm. Did that give you a good push to be like, okay? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's really good. And this is why I keep telling my mom now, why is it so hard for you to kick him out? And right. it's like, because he's going to starve. And Isn't that typical, yeah. though, for Filipino families, though? The boys yeah. never leave. I don't know why. I don't know. My parents <laughs> kicked us out right when it was legal. Yeah. I said, get the fuck out of here, man. We're done with dealing with you guys. Right. They didn't say it like that, but they're yeah. like, you got to go. Mm. Um, we're done. We're done doing our part, which uh, can be frightening at that age it is scary you know like you know i experienced pretty much homelessness in yeah. the philippines yeah you know on my journey and that was when i was like 19 years old i was living with a group of friends that we are all exile uh-huh. and there is this like older you know <clears throat> friend of ours that kind of like adapted all of us there's like 10 of us in that house and we can hardly afford food, mm. right? So it was really, really hard. Like most of the time, I've, I I felt like just, okay, I might go back to the farm, yeah. you know? But I was like, what am I going to do there, 
right? Farm. I can't. (laughs) That's like one of the reasons why I always had my excuses not to go. Oh, because you don't like to farm, I don't like farming. Brother, I don't feel... Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't want to farm. I don't blame you. Farming is hard work. It is hard. Every day. Every day you're busy. Yeah. Yeah, no? Um, The beginning of um, our... I mean, my parents and my... um, my parents' relationship. They were abundant, you know. They're having good harvest and stuff. They're having good money. Mm-hmm. Until I'm about eight years old, that's when my dad decided to sell all the land that we had. And the carabao. I don't know if you know carabao. It's like a water buffalo. It mm-hmm. helps us, like, you know, clearing the farm and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's our um, organic tractor. Yeah. So... <clears throat> He decided to like sell all of those because he wanted to be a fisherman. But when you're a farmer, you're good on farming. You're not going to be good on fishing. So that failed and we end up going back to the farm and everything just went downhill. Mm -hmm. And they never recovered from that. So at that point, we were like, okay, we don't have the carabao anymore to clear the land so what you do is you clear off like a whole acre of land or or two by hand you know mm-hmm. by this like um we call it sarol mm-hmm. it's something that you do that kind of thing okay and you yeah, just yeah, to yeah. clear like you know just clean it up to clear a big piece of land so that you can plant for example like a string beans that would not be harvested after six seven months mm. right and I'm I'm not into that thing. Yeah. And this is like one of the reasons why I keep pushing them to like have a self-sustaining farm mm-hmm. to where they just plant the thing that they eat, not they sell, right? Any leftover from that they can actually sell and that's that will be their money for the rice. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. But they're just stubborn. <laughs> it's that generation, you know? Yeah. And maybe your dad's got a lot of pride too, which I get. A lot of men do, mm. myself included. Um, yeah, I guess he may even sh- like fighting the denial. Like, damn it, I, f- I messed up. Right. You know? Yeah. So. I mean, in the Philippines, mental health is not entertained. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. They're like, oh, you're just being dramatic. Just brush it off. Which is crazy because the, f- the Filipino cult like filipino friends and family i have even mm. the culture is very like upbeat giving from what i understand mm-hmm. very like they could have only one shirt they'd be like here you go you know it's very like wow but I, then there's that dark side yeah i am you know? like that even with my partner now mm-hmm. i kind of like you know what you're struggling you know i i, I can't just sit right there it's like oh you're struggling then figure it out right yeah. no it would be like okay well my credit is so bad already but here get it <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> it's just a very <laughs> filipino thing i think i got filipino blood in me because i am the, exactly the same way yeah you would I, sacrifice your own everything i just mm. uh, some you know i had to be put in my place just recently because mm. i was helping a lot of people financially which i have no business helping anybody financially right now because right, right, i'm yeah. trying to pay off my school debt Mm-hmm. And I'm tight, tight living. Mm-hmm. But I'm a lot like, you know, Filipino culture. I don't like seeing people like down, suffering. That's the thing. You, you know? are a good person. 
And I try to be. You know, in my dark. I could be side, better. <laughs> you were there. You know, and I appreciate that. Of course. I just uh you know, like you, I've been just be you know, I grew up here, but I did not have an easy life whatsoever. Mm-hmm. A lot of pain, a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, constantly you know, I talk about it on almost every podcast. I should probably stop talking about myself. You can talk to, to me about <laughs> but it. But it, it, it's important because I, I bring it to a lot of people's attention because I was born with a cleft lip and palate, mm-hmm. which you would regularly see in third world countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see it a lot in the Philippines mm-hmm. um, in India and stuff like that. So I had it. And I can't. I went through a surgery all the way up till I was about 24 or 5. That's a lot of surgery. I either had one or two a year. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason they did it is because I had just a unique case of, you know, I was both cleft lip and palate. Mm-hmm. So as I grew, they kept having to like mold my nose because my nose was done. Right, like, right. This is all plastic surgery. This is as good as they, you know, right, they could can get, get it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I my vision was almost gone Mm -hmm. my hearing was gone they had to fix that Mm -hmm. Uh, they were able to save one eye so i got one good eye Mm -hmm. i could see out of this my uh, right eye but if i were to lose my left i i can't drive i can't i'm done right i'm I'm sitting at home trying to figure out what to do next at that point Mm -hmm. and so with all that being said it's like like kind of like you you had to like endure all this Mm -hmm. because i had that mindset too i was like I don't want to live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. Like being in pain. And mind you, I didn't have a choice, but I told myself, once I'm done with all the surgeries, uh, I'm done. I'm not having any more surgery. Right. And, you know, I'm going to use that story as to like inspire people. Inspire people. Mm-hmm. And it's made me quite a softy because I had a lot of people who I've never met my entire life. You know, all these surgeons, nurses that were extremely nice. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, here's a little scared little boy. Just, I guess this is a normal life. Mm-hmm. Far from it. And um, it really has made me the person I am. Yeah. It have, Has it bit me in the ass a few times? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> but it molded you to a better person. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and I think, uh, I, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like, People who endure such crazy, like, lifestyles, what we think is, you mm-hmm. know, an American thinks is crazy, uh, it makes you some of the, the strongest people I've ever met in my life. It's you know? maybe because we've been to the most, the, to the deepest and the bottom, right? Right. It's like, and seeing people, even if that's not, like, you know, the rock bottom yet, seeing them hurts us, right? It makes us more compassionate towards their pain because we know exactly how it felt like to be in that place. Right. And it felt like to be nobody is there for us mm-hmm. except ourselves. Right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the reasons why. Like, you know, yes, pain is truly painful and it's not easy and it's not comfortable, but it usually tend to create good humans yeah you know it really does and i feel yeah i'm sorry no no you go go right i mean um there is a lot of this you know stigma now where we have so much life coaches right and they're coaching based on their 
um, experiences in life. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're doing that because they know how it felt like to be in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have a hard time though with those like uh, upbeat coaches because mm-hmm. the majority of the time they are just talking about themselves um, and yeah. trying to get themselves like, yeah, I'm a I'm badass. Right, you know? right, right. <laughs> no, I think like a lot of people needed that, right? There's some, a lot of people. Some people click with it for sure. Yeah, yeah, because in our society, we're so into the social world mm-hmm. of like you know the social media and everything, and we think everything is perfect, right? And if we're not having a certain kind of lifestyle as this one that we idolize, we hate our lives. Right. Because why is it not like like theirs? But most of that is actually very, um, <clears throat> I mean, not fully true, mm-hmm. I would say. Because you can go to my social media. You can go to my Instagram. Oh, she's traveling everywhere, right? Right. Oh, she's traveling everywhere or she's having all these moments in life. You just see the surface, right? I'm traveling everywhere. I'm broke as fuck. (laughs) 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 Right? Like, you know, I I crash on my friend's couches, you know? But I love living life that way. I don't care about the monetarily and I don't care about possession and stuff. I wanted the memories here. Right. Because that's the one that nobody can ever steal from me. Yeah. Therefore, you need to do the sacrifice of being broke. And it's being okay with like, you know, just sharing your friends' houses everywhere. I go mm-hmm. to Arizona. I crash on my family's couch. And if I go to Miami, I crash on my friend's bed. Yeah. And it's like, well, that's how I afford things. Yeah. Yeah, I travel. I'm the same way. I travel. I try to stay with friends. Mm -hmm. But it also gets to the point where it does inconvenience them. Mm -hmm. And then at that point, obviously, I just get a room or something. You know, Airbnbs are pretty, pretty affordable. Yeah. When um, I was in, like, you know, the darkest side recently, I went to Arizona to kind of like seek refuge. And I was like crashing on my friend's couch and I felt like I'm intruding something, right? And this is one of the reasons why I actually returned here in Salt Lake. Because I didn't want to inconvenience them of my existence. Because me putting myself into that situation, that was my decision, Yeah. right? And I always like say, oh, if something wrong happens, I can get myself out of there and I'll be okay. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Sometimes it's so easy to say things when it did not happen yet. And then when it happens, you're like, okay, wow, it's actually harder than I thought it would ever be. Mm -hmm. Dang. Yeah, it's crazy what we uh, put ourselves through. And uh, it's wild, right? Yeah. I mean, it's good. Yeah. Right? You keep making mistakes. Yeah, I just, I get tired of it too because I watch myself doing it. Like, why are you helping people? Mm-hmm. You don't have money to help people right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, shut the fuck up. Shut up, other <laughs> you. I'm going to do it anyway because that's the right thing to do. Right. And you're like, you know what? I can skip this meal and that meal. Yeah, and that yeah, meal yeah. So I can afford to help this person. Yeah. And that's really selfless of you. There's not a lot of that left in here. There's not. <laughs> and you know what? I, I had a hard, I've had a hard time doing it because... 
um, I've had to really step away from a lot of folks. Mm. It's just like, you know, I help you out. I don't expect you to pay me back because, or else I wouldn't help you out. Mm. But I expect, and maybe this is where I go wrong with it big time. I expect you a friendship still. Mm -hmm. You know, give me a call. How how am I doing? Right. Return the favor. Right. And boy, have I been stomped on lately. And it's like, okay, I can't help. I'm going to have to be really selective. Welcome like, to America. Yeah. It's an American <laughs> fucking greed. I don't I get so it. What the fuck? I mean, I get it. Uh, but, you know, I don't know where I got my heart from, my kindness. And I think it's because of what I've been through. Mm -hmm. Just traumatized from day one. Mm -hmm. Where most people will hit this way later in life like when they're older right. their health is bad you know mm -hmm. uh, mine was bad from the beginning mm -hmm. and then you know i'm in a period where it's okay but i i worry you know i don't want to go blind i can go blind a lot easier than a lot of folks i can mm -hmm. lose my hearing instantaneously right so you know it freaks me out and um but i was like you know i i just i've been so many people have helped me out so many Mm -hmm. people i don't even know people i do know and it's like whenever i get the opportunity i i need to, to return the back. favor yeah you know i can't walk around life going i did it on my own man no one help me bro like that is the most ignorant uh state of mind i i don't like being around it gets exhausting don't it is super yeah it gets exhausting it's the same way with my family <clears throat> it can get yeah like you said i get tired of helping it's like oh my god forget it yeah and most especially <laughs> if you felt like they never really appreciated it and right. then they go running to you when it's dark again yeah. right like you know on their best they just forget about you mm -hmm. and then it gets dark for them again and then they're like hey you know yeah. i love my family you know they're one of those really amazing ones. But the one that communicate with me bo uh, most is just my brother, the one that fetch water for me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we are very close and I know, you know, he's always there. If I have time, like he would call me a lot, actually. He's the one that like just want my friendship or misses me or something. Mm -hmm. Same as my, I mean, my parents misses me, but I hate that fact that like, you know, a lot of Filipino does this and a lot of Filipino abroad experience this, right? They would only say, hi, how are you? And after that, you're going to, can I borrow money? Mm -hmm. By them saying, borrow money, it's, can I have some money from you that I don't need to repay, right? Mm -hmm. And if you've been doing that, like forever and never really had anything come back to you. It feel it, it sometimes it gets exhausting, yeah. right? Because on my family, like um, when I finally move out, my second job was a nanny, right? I work for my aunt, mm -hmm. and at that time, my brother went to the hospital and they cannot afford um, the hospital bill, mm -hmm. so they end up borrowing money from my aunt, and then that money is being paid by me. So I'm working mm. towards those debt, gotcha. not having anything. So I'm kind of like a human slave. Like, okay, I want this money. Mm -hmm. I'll put my daughter in here and she would work for you for years. And I did mm. that for three years. Dang. <clears throat> so this was after 
high school. High, high school, yeah. Yeah, you're coming back. <laughs> Did you have to move kind of closer? Is Manila, was Manila ever in your life? Manila is only in my life during my interview and medical gotcha. to come here in the U.S. To come here. Yeah. Let, let's talk about how long it take takes and things like that to get to the U.S. So you worked as a nanny for three years. After mm -hmm. that, where, where, what was the next step? Um, after that, I was doing, um, cook, not cook. I was actually a server. So okay. after the nanny thing, and I was like, you know, I'm done. With yeah. the, I miss the kid uh -huh. because that was like the closest I had experienced how to be a mom. Right, mm -hmm. because this kid was just spit out in the world, and since then I took care of him until he's three years old. You know, I was there when he was sick, and everything about a kid, like the one that you would actually wake up in the middle of the night to feed mm -hmm. this little creature. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it was fun, and I'm thankful for my aunt actually for giving me that kind of experience mm -hmm. because it made me don't want a kid in the future. <laughs> yeah, kid, the kids like, are uh, no joke. Uh, mm -hmm. They don't go away. I think that's what yeah. people get caught off guard. Like, Dude, he's 30 and he's still, yeah. I mean. You're the parent, man. It doesn't end because mm. they're 18. No. Yeah. It's going to be forever. It's a forever. long. It's a lifetime <laughs> commitment. So, yeah. But anyway, um, we were going to talk about the um, process of going to the U.S. Yeah. So you probably, I'm sure you worked a different amounts of jobs. Oh, yeah. And eventually you're like. What made you decide to go to the U.S.? I mean, like a lot of people do, I came here through fiancé visa. Fiancé visa? Yeah, so okay. I married someone. Sure. But I did not marry him for, for green card. No. Sometimes I joke, around, I joke around it. And in my current relationship, I was like, why don't we do like a 90-day fiancé? And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm here for Andrew because I want my green card. <laughs> 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 that's sometimes that's the only way to get right. here without such a hassle no my my relationship was actually really real real gotcha. so i was working as a server on this restaurant and i worked myself up to i became a manager but every night you know how religious filipinos are right yeah so catholic I, correct? yeah yeah catholic mm -hmm. we always go to the church and I always go to the church on my way home, right? This is my tactics because I felt like I'm sorry to the Filipino men. I just didn't feel like I have a future mm. if I choose a Filipino man. So this is what I did. It's like after work, I go straight to the church and I would pray for someone to come in my life and I go to the internet cafe. <laughs> <laughs> So you had access to internet, dating apps. Dating apps. And at that Fair time, enough. I think it was like, you know, like Yahoo. Sure, yeah, chat yeah. Old school right? chat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I met this guy. And, you know, we'd been talking here and there. And we continued to talk. And he kind of like cut me off, actually. Like, hey, I found someone else. Like, you know. And... I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm just going to go find someone else. Mm. Lord, right, right, round two. Just, like, yeah. 
And then um, one night, he just chatted me like, hey, I'm in Sambuanga. Sambuanga is the most dangerous part of the Philippines. Oh. I'm like, oh, what are you doing there? <laughs> oh, do you know where you're at? <laughs> right, right. Dude. <laughs> and he's like, I got catfish. Oh. oh. And then, do you want to meet? Like, do you want to meet? Mm-hmm. You know? And he was like, he went to dive out to meet someone there and then went to me. And then, like, we end up liking each other. So, at that point, we lived together in the Philippines for three years. Wow. Right? So, and I was he like... he was a U.S. citizen? Yeah, he is okay. a U.S. citizen. And then, at that point, I was like, oh, my God, this is God's answer to my prayers, right? Yeah. And I always had this saying that I always say to people. I asked God for um, sugar, but he gave me salt, Mm. right? Uh So through this relationship, I was like, this is my ticket to go to the U.S. So I was not really like, you know, I am human. There is dark in me. No matter how much I would say, oh, I'm a good person. We always have our alter, our, 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 I can't pronounce it, our motive. Yeah, our hidden agenda. Right, our hidden agenda. But my hidden agenda is that I wanted to be in the U.S. And I wanted to be in the U.S. since when I was like, what, 12 years old? Gotcha. Right? And I was like, this is my ticket, so I'm going to take it. Sure. Right? Sure. This guy had beat me up every week, mm-hmm. right? Would throw me outside of our door and stuff, and I would have bruises everywhere. And I took that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I, I took it. I took every beating, everything, mm-hmm. and stuff. And at that time, I'm, I'm, I was already doing modeling, you know, because this person helped me to discover a different life. Although he was very negative, at the same time, he actually um, helped me to become, you know, a better version of myself, physically. Mm. So, at, yeah, at wow. that point, we're like just continuously to um, do it over and over again. Like we would break up, I would run away to the farm and he would like be there in a few hours asking me to come back. So mm. it become more like... a Almost like, like a, a trauma bond. Yeah, very toxic. Yeah, it's very yeah. toxic. And it's like codependency, mm. right? And um, back in 2014, I think. Yeah, 2014. I met him um 2010, mm-hmm. I think, 2011. But um, back in 2014, it was December. And I was going to go visit my family, like, you know, December 24th was um, a birthday of two my, of my brothers. And on the 23rd, he just beat me up to the point where I could not take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I go running to this corner and you see this like six foot guy kicking the hell out of me in the corner of the room to mm-hmm. where I felt like my bones is about to break everywhere. Right, and then pick me up and then throw me again in the door and like have all my legs like cut and stuff. Damn. And at that point, I was like, I'm done. You want me in your life. I think we need a break at the same time. You need to go back to the US. 
Because at that time, I was the one who's supporting him in the Philippines. And it was not cheap. Yeah, you know, it's already really poor there, and you're supporting them. Yeah, I can't even help my family at that yeah. time. Like, you know, they would come to me like, "Oh, you have a family." You know, the Thai people when you have a white guy, they the white guy would support the family, right? Right. So they have that kind of the same expectation in the Philippines. But I'm like, I can't because he is here. We cannot afford it, and all I can afford is to renew his um. What's this? Like his travel visa? Yeah, like his that? tourist visa. So okay. every three months we need to renew that, and that's like two, three hundred dollars. And he stayed there for three years. For three years, yes. Boy, was he? Does he have something going home back home that he was mm-hmm. scooping no, he away pre- from? He pretty much like give up everything here, uh-huh. and was gonna move there for good, right? Oh, uh, okay, okay. So yeah, and I was like, okay, well, I'm doing modeling. I'm doing call center. At the same time, and I was like, "Well, we, I can support us, right?" Yeah. But at that point, we're like, oh, "I just got so fed up with it." And I go to the cops to report him. The cops would like, "Oh, what did you do?" <laughs> Thanks, guys. It's like, what did you do to deserve that? Like, did you cheat? It? I was like, "What? Like, are you kidding me?" Like, our system is just really backward back home. Yeah, a lot of corruption. Right. Over there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So if you don't put money in it, then good luck uh, having, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. Damn. So at that point, I was like, you know what? You need to go back to the U.S. And he did. He was like, oh, no, no, no. I'll be good. I'm like, no. I'll you said that so many times. And you said you will never do it again. And after a week, I get beat up again. Like, you know, my body cannot have that time where I don't have bruises, Mm -hmm. you know? I'm like, you need to go back home. Like, this is good. Like, it's more like a status symbol because, you know, Filipino, we love to have our white guy, right? It's it's a thing. It really is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because we we want that hybrid kid. And it's like a (laughs) Filipino-American kid. They're not really, like, a really good mix. Right. So we, I wanted that. But I'm like, you know what? This is not worth the price. So let's see how it goes. Mm -hmm. You go back to the U.S. and I stay here. And after a year, um, he did um, fiancé visa. So the application for fiancé visa. When the USAIS... Um, accepted the letter because you need to like you know pile all those paperwork Mm -hmm. and stuff like after I think six months for me until I got confirmation to go for a interview in Manila Mm -hmm. so after that you kind of like book a date for interview in the USAIS and at the same time you need to have a medical Mm. to do anything like right yeah they need to check every inch of you like you until to the point where you're actually like fully naked in front of the doctor you're spreading your ass cheeks and stuff whoa going in <laughs> all so, right yeah. big breath in yeah <laughs> is that all you got doc <laughs> yeah right you're like um am i doing something am i supposed like, to push i'll put i'm gonna go ahead and push <laughs> So yeah, um, there's that, and then it was actually a really fun story. Yeah, because they would load you up with so many vaccine. 
Yeah, we love our vaccines over here. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I had like double vaccinated for Woo. everything. You're good to go. <laughs> I Bulletproof guess. at that point. <laughs> I guess. And um, yeah, during my interview, it was also crazy because a lot of people, especially a lot of Filipinos, they would overthink so much about the interview, right? Mm -hmm. They're like so scared and they have all this proof of relationship, especially if you're doing fiancé. And I don't have much, you know? I don't have much. I only have like six pictures of us in three years. And then the interviewer like asked me, he was like, isn't it peculiar that you guys live together here for three years and you only have six pictures in the same day? And that was the day that like he was actually about to leave. Mm. Right. And I answer like, you know what? Because we fight a lot. And every time we fight, we delete all our pictures. And it's and he's, okay. That's <laughs> not a good answer. <laughs> no, no, it was actually really surprising. He's like, okay, well, welcome to America. Oh man. Everyone hates <laughs> so, Americans. I get it, man. We're spoiled. Right. So and we didn't we didn't know I don't think anybody asked to be spoiled. It's like anybody anywhere in the world, whatever you're born into, you that's kind of kinda take your for thing. granted. Yeah. yeah, there are a this lot is of are what we were born into. We want, we don't, we don't have. Right. You know, what we have, we don't appreciate. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of things where I go, fuck, dude. Mm -hmm. I am so lucky to even have hot water to take a shower. Mm, you know? Yeah. Can you imagine those times where you actually grab a bucket mm. from like uh, some kind of like a drum? <laughs> yeah, and then like pour it like that. It's <laughs> ice cold. <laughs> like super ice cold yeah. water. Well, I do the ice bath, so, you know. Well, I guess it's good for you. Yeah, I like that weird stuff. But yeah, so you got, you delete all your pictures. Mm -hmm. They tell you, think, welcome to America. Mm -hmm. And you were like, so can I go now? Yes. They're like, yeah, you're a proof. And they yeah. hit the stamp. Yeah, they hit the stamp, and you're like, okay, well, wow. Oh, like, is that all I had to say? <laughs> hey, guys, hey guys, I just want to let you know. All you have to say is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, I had this friend. I met her in the, like, you know, in the interview. Oh, in medical actually, and then she has this paperwork, and like, they're like, well, you need to, uh, you know, submit more paperwork. And she's like, and then you just have nothing. That's so bias. <laughs> and but I think that's also like, you know, this is a really important um information. Ours was W two, right? Mm -hmm. My partner at that time, he was earning W two. If you have someone that earns the ninety-nine or own their own business, they have to declare everything. Mm. And that's when you have all those paperwork that you need to fill up. Gotcha. So that was the thing. And uh -huh. it's actually easier when you just, you know, go and become a sheep of the government. Really? That rather than like, you know, becoming like, oh, your own, you are a business owner and stuff like this. You have a lot more to prove. Yeah. Every, every dollar has to be mm -hmm. accounted for mm -hmm. how you spend it, how you get it, who you're giving it to. Right. Yeah. It can be. Maybe they're afraid of like someone money laundering or something, but. <sighs> the United States government has plenty of money they get money every day mm. from everybody who works way harder than they do and chris rock did a whole thing on it 
Mm. He's like, government, every two weeks, they jack your ass. Mm -hmm. Every two weeks. Yeah. And they don't even lift a finger. Right. You know? So I get it. I get why, like, and if I knew how to, I'm not going to say it out loud, but, you know, mm -hmm. if I knew how to work money, I would definitely right. figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that, that's also, like, one thing about America is, you know, it's not the land of money. It's land of opportunity. And it's the land for the brave. Mm -hmm. It's tough here, too. Yeah. It comes with its own demons. Yeah. And it's like, you mm -hmm. know, after a few months of that, like I booked my flight here and yeah. stuff. And it was agonizing 26-hour flight. Oh, <clears throat> I could barely handle six. Right. Like, you know, when I rough. when I go to Florida, I was like, that's a long flight. <laughs> and I'm not looking forward to it. It's like a five-hour flight. Yeah, it, that's a long flight for some reason. It's, right. it's always connecting. There's never a direct. And mm. it just takes forever to get there. Yeah. Yeah. I hate going there. <laughs> um, luckily, I always find one way. Uh, Ooh, not one way. Good like, for you. Um, just, you know, straight. Straight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, I was like, oh, wow. America, like, the, it's very clean. It's, it's land of the rich and everything. Mm -hmm. I can finally be in the place where I wanted to be. And don't get me wrong. When I got here, I felt like home, you know. When I got here, I felt like this is where I belong, and there, this, this is where I should make my life, and like you know, build my life and stuff. Nice. And then you start seeing the reality of your dreams, because everything, it's better to imagine things than to be there in person, right? Oh, yeah. It's like when you look at these really beautiful places you find in the television and you want to be there. Yeah. 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 And it's like, oh God, it's it's like heaven. Mm -hmm. When you get there, there is weather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's so beautiful, but it's very hot or it's very humid or there's so much mosquitoes. Yeah. We human, we do not imagine that. So as... A citizen of a third world country, I imagine everything is perfect in the U.S., mm. you know. So for the next three months of your life, landing here, you're going to have a homesickness. And realizing that it's not always greener in the other side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, well, there are people, I did not know about homeless people, mm -hmm. you know. I thought that only exists in the Philippines. Yeah. But it has become a really big problem here. Yeah, it is. <sighs> the homeless thing, I I get, but I don't get. Um, I used to be very sympathetic to homeless people because my brother, he's homeless, mm -hmm. my younger brother. But after a while, you start to go, hold up. If you can stand on the side of the road for eight hours and mm -hmm. look pretty decent in health, you don't look like you're... Mm -hmm being outrageous you know there's people that just stand there no emotion mm -hmm. you could probably get it you could probably turn that around yeah and get a job yeah you i've always told people you have to try to be homeless in the united states mm -hmm. like you have to put more effort in being homeless than getting your life together yeah because there is help here right? a lot yeah. there's so much it's insane what they'll do for you yeah and people just no. Nah, I don't I, want to. I don't want to. 
and this is what most of them tell you because my brother told me i like doing things on my own time when i do it uh i get to do it how i want to do it no one gets to tell me what to do mm-hmm. when to do it and i just i want to live like that yeah i was like well you're not gonna have a very long life if that's how you want to live it yeah it's you like know? i i'm kind of like a hobo <laughs> but not to the point where like that right you know i cannot i i cannot i, I can't I would, do it yeah especially in utah i'm like bro it's winter out here yeah you're gonna w- die wouldn't this be enough to be like okay i'm done mm-hmm. you know i have jackets and layers on i'm like I'm somewhat warm. Right. These fools are out with like tank tops and boots and shorts. It's snowing. Like, dude, is it worth it anymore? Is it really worth being homeless? Yeah. You know? I'm addicted. Get in line, bro. Everyone's addicted to everything. Everything. Just stop being so addicted to it. Right. Learn to control it better. Yeah. It's like you can do it, but not to the point where it ruins everything. It was actually really funny. The first winter I was here, I know. Yeah, I started coming here February of 2021. Mm -hmm. And um, my boyfriend actually took me to downtown, right? I saw this homeless camps and it was like thick snow. Mm -hmm. And you know my experience, I was like, oh my God, they're going to (laughs) die. Some do die. That's why I said it was mm-hmm. like, why? Like, yeah, I, I don't get it because when I got here, my relationship did not come back, right? I got married with him mm-hmm. and it's like it, there's nothing there that is left, you know? Yeah. There's nothing there that is left. We both felt alienated by each other, right? Like the relationship is no longer working out. So by the time I was a year here, I ran out. Mm -hmm. You know, I ran away because it was the same thing, the same problem, except the beating. Because he knows that if he beat me up mm -hmm. here, he's going to get to jail. Depends (laughs) on the women, though, too. I know friends that get beat down still. And still at the same. Still with the same guy. I don't get it. It's, It's the trauma thing back when they were a kid. And that's the only thing I can think of. It's like, you're putting up with this because you saw somebody else put up with this. Right. Um, Nobody wakes up or is born with the intentions of, all right, I'm going to get beat and that's normal. Right. That's something learned or, you know, saw. Yeah, saw that. And then it's more like in the Philippines, we got, you know, screwed with this instinct of once we find a man, for better, for worse, right. we will stick into that. And yeah. this is, you know, the, I know there are negative and positive side of dating certain kind of group and stuff or certain kind of people. Sure. But mm-hmm. this is why a lot of Filipinos, we are very devoted because we are born to, you know, just take what we have and be the best with it, right? <clears throat> we don't have divorce. So... As soon as you get married into that man, that man is going to be your husband for the rest of your life, even he if he beats you up or not, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I come to that point where I was already, like, um, a few months here, and I was like, I told my mom, I can't have physical thing with him anymore. Yeah. You know, I don't have physical attraction with him. It, it grows me out. And she said, well, deal with it. You are a wife. That's your obligation. 
And that bugs me. Yeah. And it's like obligation. I, I can't just commute into a man I don't like, right? And think, oh, it's my obligation because I'm a wife. Mm. And she's okay with that, I guess, because my mom, I mean, they have the most, him and my dad, they have the most um, successful relationship. And I wanted my relationship to be like them. But she is actually arranged marriage to mm. my dad. She just learned to love him. You know, she, he is her first for everything. So she has the real monogamous relationship yeah. with my dad. Dang. Okay, yeah. Kudos to them. For some, that's it. One hit wonders. Yeah. And it works. I mean, it, it's good in a way. Because... <laughs> Our topic is like going everywhere. That's okay. I, I know we're going to go from here back to... Mm. It's okay. I'm following you. Don't okay. worry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, what's good about having the traditional way is that we don't give ourselves everywhere, right? Mm. When you have this, for example, I am I'm arranged marriage to this man and this man is the only man I ever been. And this man is kind and good to me and proving himself that he's worth it. It's actually good mm -hmm. because we nowadays, we grow into this um, culture of, oh, my life with this woman is good, but I could have something better, right? I yeah. am happy now, but I could be happier you know, oh, there is something about this woman that I don't like, but I can have it with someone else, mm -hmm. right? So in our dating scene here in America, which is, I really find disgusting and I'm so tired of it. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> really bad. And I was like, we are into that generation where sex is just sex, right? And we get to sleep with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Some of them we like, some of them we don't like. And it teaches us like, oh, I like it with him. But when you find a partner that is devoted to you and wanted to do it with you, like, you know, for the rest of your life, it's something lacking. Mm -hmm. You know what? Because you got spoiled by your experience through, your all, through all your journey. Mm. So Interesting. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would hate to uh, be in the trenches with dating. Yeah, that's tough. Because, like that's you tough. said, everybody's like, "Well, my God, nah, this isn't working out." So swipe, 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 swipe. Yeah, no. It just become really easy to. Um, yeah, no one really tries. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like minimal effort, huh? They got their whole like profile, and they feel like they know everything about you, yeah. and you have to say some witty remarks and like look at me <laughs> what i discovered was the lies in the game yeah it's most mm. 95 90 i would say actually 99 percent is yeah dog shit i mean don't you know? get me wrong i just like I, <laughs> I put it in there to be like oh i am this i am that right mm -hmm. and it's kind of like you know it's something i can met yeah a lot of people say things that they can't ever do. That's the problem. Just to have someone. And you know what? It would fail. Yeah. Because 
If you provide someone a hope of something just in order for them to be attracted to you, then you have to keep up with that. Yeah, you got to keep up with that. I've done that too. Guilty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? And then you realize, oh, this is actually not me. Yeah. Then you're like, this is a lot of work, man. Right. They don't even like me. They just like what I'm... What you what promised them. Yeah. 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 And they're... they're for example, they start living with you, they discover the dark side of you, and they're like, you know what, you're not the person I know you are mm-hmm. before because you didn't really show that part, you know? <clears throat> yeah, it's a, it's such a weird game we do to each other because yeah. we've all done it, all the good shit to somebody, all the bad shit, uh-huh. lie, whatever. We're all guilty of it. Yeah. And, but we keep going back for more. It's crazy, <laughs> <Exactly>. right? <laughs> like We're if addicted we, human beings, man. Yeah. If we can just, you know what? We just need to chill. It's more like if we can just be honest to ourselves. Yeah. Because yeah. there are a lot of people that would be okay with us for who we are. Yeah. A lot. Know? A lot of people. That's what's, you hit it right on the money. Mm-hmm. If you just like, hey, this is who I am, man, like. Oh, yeah. okay. Take but we, but we hide bit. about, we hide yeah. behind words and like pictures. Yeah, like you know, yeah. um, you do, you swipe up on my um, my dating app, and you're like, oh wow, model, this and that, must be really good. Has a lot of hobby and stuff. Uh-huh. You never really know that I'm really jealous yeah. when I get or so I'm committed. A psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Right? And I stalk everything you do. Yeah. And it's like, it's my culture. You are my boyfriend now. Therefore, you help me with my insecurity. Right. Right? You got to build me up, fool. Right. Or put me down. Uh It's like, oh, I would question everything that you do. What are you doing in your phone? What's this? What's that? Right? Because it was like the trauma that I had from the past, I did not like really clear it off i just mm-hmm. jumped from an, a boat to another right and it was it had become like you know a conflict so it's like a lot of people would like oh you know she's this she's that why this you know things happen like it's not just the story of our lives there's always like you know the other side of the coin right yeah i mean like a lot of stories out there is like we just listen to that person talking. We never really speak to the person who is in the other side, you know. Right. So yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's uh a wild world. I feel bad for people who are hopping into it. Mm-hmm. Good luck. I mean, Good luck finding anyone who's genuine nowadays. I mean, and they're yeah. there. Don't get me wrong, they are there. But boy, far few in in between. I mean, like, you know, for example, if I get out of there, I'm not going to show them who I really am right away and stuff. Because the problem is we have this generation of complaints, you know, because of my ex did this to me, did that to me, and this, and then no matter what I did, like, you know, she still did me wrong and just take advantage of me. Mm-hmm. And then God sent you someone that would treat you better than whoever can ever treated you. 
and you screw them up. Yeah. You know, you disvalue them and stuff, you know. I don't get that, that instinct. It's like all you can hope for is this kind of person, yet you don't want to appreciate it, yeah. right? It's like, okay, what else do you want? Or maybe she had her reason why she did that. Yeah. Maybe because you were doing that in the first place, right? True. And it's like if we can just own... I was like talking to this with my boyfriend in the car. They nice car, to, by the way. I mean, it was a nice ride. Yeah. You could talk on it. It's cool. <laughs> hey, man, it's all right to have cool shit. Right, right. I um, like that car. I was like, oh, okay. He has all the right. GTR. I think you would like it better. Yeah. But Baller. There's still um, building. Oh, he has a GTR? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. He has a slammed one, right? It's, it's real low. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. I like yeah. GTR. Um, yeah. By the time it's gonna be done it's about like a thousand five hundred horsepower so wow why does he need to go that fast oh well you know man the racing (laughs) the racing scene in utah you know i've been trying to find a good scene maybe your guy can turn me on to cars i love cars yeah i mean like you know when we have um car shows since i'll invite you yeah let me know i've been wanting to like meet people in that scene Mm -hmm. because uh i love cars that i can't afford they're just really cool i used to i used (laughs) to think like you know i judge them like yeah i mean like i have i don't i go damn (laughs) what do i gotta do to get i know what i gotta do to get there right i don't i don't want to do it stop helping yeah yeah stop helping (laughs) but i'm more like can you just take me for a ride and i'm completely satisfied with that well, we'll yeah. take you for it, right? Damn, that car's cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's like, you know, we were driving and what's up with the drivers here in Utah? They're the worst. Mm. They love to sit in your blind spot. Yeah. And then like, you know, they won't let you mm-hmm. go. Yeah, super like, shitty. Yeah. And he's like having this, like, why are they so like this? And I explained it to him. I said, because... We people, we tend to not actually see our fault, you know. If we are just um, mature enough to own up with our our problems, because like, you know, this person really cut us off, Mm -hmm. but he's the one who looked at us like it was our fault, right? Right. It, It was not that. Like, you know, I told him that like a lot of us don't own up on our mistakes because we think we're right most of the time, right? Yeah. Therefore, it's other people's problem or there's something wrong with them. And this this is why we are in this generation where <clears throat> there's always like have those people, oh, it's because of him, why does my life is like this? Because of him, I am miserable right now. Mm-hmm. But we do not hear this word of saying, because of my decision, I am in this place, right? Because we have our own brain, right? We have our own capability of doing our own decision. Why are we blaming what happens in our life on other people? Well, we can control it. Because if we do not allow that, or if we own our own up in our own mistakes and everything, then, you know, we have a full control of ourselves. 
in full control of other people, like, you know, outside. Like, not full control of outside, but we cannot control that. But I'm saying is how it would affect us, mm. right? Because if we are in that spot, if we have that mentality of, like, you know what, I did wrong, I'm sorry, kind of thing, it's like everything could be a little bit better, yeah. right? But the thing is, it's always like, you know, oh, it's them. It's not me, mm-hmm. you know. Damn, some truth. Did you start writing books soon? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm still vlogging, but like not writing books yet. You should. You got a lot of wise wise wisdom, you know. Mm. You just been through a lot, you know, and then you came here, and then that dude didn't work out, mm. and then what happened? Did you, and did you go to Phoenix from that that point on? Yeah, and okay. remember I said earlier that God gave me salt instead of sugar. Uh-huh. This applies to my relationship with that person and also my green card. But the first is in the relationship. God put me into his life to teach me lessons, you know, to have mm-hmm. self-value and make sure that I will never put myself there again, right? Uh-huh. If it is not because of him, I would never learn how to be independent. Because there's a lot of Filipina wives or fiancé that come here and become dependent to their partner, right? They come here, their partner support them, they stay in the house, and there's no growth. My partner, you know, brought me here, put me to work without working permit, without um, working visa or green mm-hmm. card, you know, and actually like teach me how to survive without that like you know i become like one of those mexican that jump off the border yeah right under the table thing under the table Mm -hmm. (laughs) so this is why like when we were talking about homeless people earlier i don't get it because i was not homeless even i did not have green card even i don't have any paperwork to work i did um caregiving for three years Mm. like i took care of a quadriplegic um, patient mm. and stuff and put them to bed and stuff like that and doing all those personal thingy that comes with it right so, right so, yeah you know there is a way to survive here there is a way to make it mm-hmm. and you're attest to that yeah you came from places that most of us don't even think that exist right but very much are very much real mm-hmm. and then you put up with you know, some pretty horrendous beating, which I felt like you should have hit him back. Oh, I did in the very oh, okay, beginning. Okay. I yeah. did try. And I like, you know, you know, no matter how much I try, it's way bigger than me. Yeah. At some point, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, there's a bigger mm-hmm. person and they will. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. And I always tell him, you are a bully. Why don't you pick your, um, you know, someone yeah. your size and see how tough you are? Yeah. Yeah. My dad always, I almost chopped his head with machete. Oh, machete. with the machete? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> oh, God. Like, we were leaving by my dad at that time. It was early in the relationship. And, you know, my dad was there, like, sharpening the machete. Right in front of him? No, no, no. Like, outside, doing, like, their porch. <laughs> and we were in our hut. And then he said, like, Cook. I'm like, I don't feel like cooking right now, so... Brother! Yeah, he started, <laughs> like, you know, he just get a bucket of water and, uh, you know, pour it in me in bed and then slap me in the face. And then I shout, 
right? Because I got surprised. Your guy doing that? My ex-husband. Oh, okay, okay. Damn, what a dick move. Right. Time to wake up. (laughs) (laughs) And then I shouted really like, I I mean, I scream. My dad heard it. And then he went out with a machete. (laughs) Dang, nothing scarier than parents that are upset. Yeah, and and then my... um, Trying to protect your kid. Yeah, ex-husband at that time grabbed me in the hair and like do this action with the scissor. He's kind of like taking me as a hostage. Jeez. And I'm like trying to calm my dad. I'm like, it's okay. He just poured water on me. And it's like, oh, okay, okay. Like, you know, that. But yeah. that was crazy. That's crazy. I'm, su- I'm surprised he got that wild, you know? Mm. And that you just like, nah, huh? I'm going to get through this and I'm going to get to the US, you know? I, it's you the know? stubborn side of me. Sure. You know? Yeah. I, if, I, I mean, I get why you did it. I totally understand. Like, mm. you know, here's the opportunity. Uh, I'm going to have to stick this one out. I get it. I, I mean, but I would have now, probably if you look back, like I would have left mm. immediately. Yeah. You know? I mean, right now, I would never. Oh, for sure. I would never, right? Yeah, at our age? Like, what is it? it. it? Like, you know, like a lot of people would probably look at me like, oh, she's a user. But like, hey, I, I put my bargain right there. Yeah, and I, I I'm guilty. I yeah, yeah. You I'm, admit f- yeah. it was flawed. Right. For sure. You know? Yeah. And I got what I wanted and I did not really lack on, you know, because I supported him. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I was not just there to like, you know, I supported for supported him from not yeah. just me, but yeah. the people around him and stuff like that. And I like my family never had any money from him. Mm-hmm. So there is that. I always say I have given him more money than my own family, really. Yeah. And, you know, I paid him with my green card and everything, just going, like, you know, just try to, you know what, let's work this out. And um, <clears throat> after a, be- a year of being here in America, we got to the point where, like, he would purposely lose his job so that he cannot process my green card. Right, so he can't afford my green card, so he has a reason to take all my salary and leave me with nothing and keep me in that loop because he thinks it's like, okay, as long as she's doing caregiving, I don't need her to go anywhere and she don't need to have a green card. Therefore, she cannot run away. Mm, Right? Trapment. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm already here. I had... I had proven I can survive without green card. I ran away to Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I took the Greyhound bus, and that Greyhound bus is like a 24-hour ride all the way to Austin. Damn. And on my journey right there, I got bumped off in El Paso, and this is one of the reasons why I will never go back in El Paso. <laughs> I had a very traumatizing moment there. Mm. Yeah, the immigration just like, you know, start checking. And, you know, like your visa here, when your fiancé visa is only three months, right? Mm-hmm. But you need to get married during those days. And I got married and I had all my paperwork with me, luckily. And when I ran away, I took it with me. And then they bumped me off. They detained me for eight hours. And it was my first time to be in a detention cell. Damn. 
And I was like one of those psychopathic people <laughs> that yeah. got detained. Like I would do yoga, I would do praying, I would do crying. <laughs> and then like, yeah, it was just, I didn't know what to do, Damn. right? And they were like trying to find something so that they can keep me there and kick me out of the country. And I was like, Lord, if I no longer have a purpose here, here in America, I get it. You yeah. know, at least I was able to be here and I tried. Yeah. Yeah. You got a lot further than a lot of folks. Yeah. And it's like after eight hours, they like send me off and stuff. And I made it to Austin after 34 hours. So Almost two days. Huh? Yeah. And it was crazy. So when you got to Austin, you kind of like get a job, settle. Mm -hmm. I tried to like, you know, like settle and stuff. And then um, me and my ex were kind of like, he's like, you know what? If you come here, we'll be roommates. You know, it would be better than crashing someone's couch. Uh -huh. And if you pay me this certain amount of money, I would be able to, <clears throat> you know, go with you to your green card um, interview and stuff like that. Right. So I'm like, okay. So I went back. Damn. I went back to Phoenix. And then I save and save and save. And finally processed my green card and then the administration at that time was just turning right it's all new everyone was rushing on their green card everyone that did not process their green card was processing yeah so my green card was delayed for three years three year delay yeah so it's like this is also when i told you earlier like you know the salt and sugar applied mm -hmm. because if I had processed it right away, I would have actually just have two-year green card. And then I need to reprocess it and then to have a 10-year green card. By me sacrificing those times of not having a green card and finally have it after three years, the USAIS granted me within 10 years. So I did not need to like redo the green card over again. Mm. So that's, yeah, that's actually good. You know, that's yeah. like, I always like, I always say that like, there's always reason why this certain moment in our life, like now, happens because there is a purpose for it in the future. Yeah. And then by then, you would realize, I'm actually having ghost bumps, <laughs> you would realize that, oh, wow. That's if what that, that did was not, for. Yeah, if mm -hmm. that did not happen, then I would have not been here, right? Mm -hmm. It's more like, um, you know, the Apple guy, the Steve. Um, Steve Jobs. Jobs, yeah. Brother Jobs. Yeah, like what he um, wrote about the dots, connecting dots, and hoping that it would connect in the future, right? Yeah. You just got to believe that it would. Yeah, I totally get it. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of, like you do, I do a lot of editing, filming, mm -hmm. and I always ask, I'm like, wow, I don't even know why. I mean, it's I do asking. this. Yeah. You know. <laughs> What's really the goal? What is my... I know what my goal is. I'm not going to say it out loud. But I was like, you know what? You just have to pretend nobody's listening or watching. And right. Just keep going. I mean, you need to believe in your dream. That I, I'm stubborn. I truly believe in it. But I believe in it in a very, like, unique way with it. Like, I fight with it. Mm. Like, come on, man. Like, we're supposed to be, like, blooming right now. Like, no, no, no. It takes time. It's normal. Yeah, it's normal. There is no Takes business time, right there that just bump out. Yeah, you know that, that is not gonna work. I mean, I had fallow 
You know, my YouTube is a failure too. So no, I was on there. I was like, "Dang, you got all these subs. There's a lot of subscribers." No, see? no, no. Really, the I mean, as long as I've been making it, true. Mm -hmm. There, there was a huge because I, I watched a few of them. Like, boy, she hasn't put things out right for years a while. because you yeah. get tired. Dude, it's stuff. tiring. It's yeah. a lot of work for free. And then <laughs> it's like my friend. Actually, she just started it on the pandemic, and then now she's monetized, right? Wow, she's already monetized. Uh, yeah, I was yeah, like, good how for her. did that happen? But she told me that, like, oh, it's just, I just did it for fun. Yeah. I just did it for fun. I never really wanted anything else. So on you, I think your gain is by doing this, you're spreading a lot of people's stories yeah. that actually would inspire people you love to help and there's a lot of people right there that needed to hear someone else's story to be inspired about their life to realize that their life is not as bad as they think yeah and i think your channel is making that happen uh, you know i wanted but, to you hit it that's exactly what i want to do yeah and i know these podcasts i get a lot of feedback mm -hmm. it's too long it's real lengthy and I'm trying to work on that, but it's like, I, you know, I can't turn off what I'm hearing right now. Right. Like, I don't get to have you here every day, uh -huh. you know, and if it's three hours and it's three hours, you know, if it's four, <laughs> it's four. If it's it, 45 minutes, it's 45 minutes. It's like a summarization of yeah. 30 years of my life. And it's and such a hours. wild story, you know, we've already <laughs> yeah. almost been in a almost hour hour and a half now oh wow and uh oh, already yeah wow and it, this is what i tell people is like if you're not in the room and i can't expect anybody to be in the room yeah you're not getting what i'm feeling at the moment right so for me to like okay it's a wrap is yeah. well hold on <laughs> we've only got to phoenix uh-huh you know and we need to get to utah and where you like, are now yeah we only got to phoenix and that's six years ago yeah yeah you know, so you spent. Well, let's go from Phoenix to here now. Let's let's get here. You were in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. um, you were there for a while. It looked like you made yourself five years. Five years made you. You had a, a nice place. You had a job. Mm -hmm. Really good community, from what I saw. Yeah, they actually had become. I'd say my my chosen family. Yeah, they had it, become way more than my family could ever be. Isn't that wild? You meet people like that? Yeah. There's some people where I'm like, oh, if I didn't have you, yeah, I'd be done, dude. Right. And I can. There's unfortunately I couldn't say that about like some family. Mm. My brother I could, but my mom and dad is always kind of mm. on the rocks. Yeah. They're not bad people. They just they have their own beliefs. Yeah, they got their own thing. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. But you, it seemed like you had a really good community, good mm -hmm. family there. You were doing sales, is that correct? Some sort of sales, like saws and stuff? Oh, yeah, we were saw like blades? selling saw blades. And then <laughs> um, it's actually a couple, like her husband sells saw blades. And then um, she sells like all the goodies that all this boutique can have, like, you know, okay. fidgets and stuff. It's just like oh, all fidgets those, and stuff. Yeah. Okay. And I'm happy for her. She became yeah. really successful on her own field. Good and for her. My experience to that is it showed me how to become a boss. Right. And it wakes your eyes up, open your eyes into this world. Because in America, when you say, I have a business, 
a lot of people think, oh, your life must be easy. You yeah. must be going on vacation everywhere. You're balling. Yeah, here yeah. and there. It's like, no, you're actually working 24 hours a day. Seven days a week, mm. every day. You're always thinking. I, I worked with a buddy of mine growing up. His dad had his own company. Mm -hmm. Shout out to uh, Allison um, Electric. Mm -hmm. um, that's what he named it. I worked for them for about a year. And he, he had built his company from scratch, mm -hmm. got his contractor's license, and then he hired me, my brother, like all the kids that grew up around his son. Mm -hmm. He's like, all right, I'm going to give you guys a job, you know, make good, make really good money for that age. Right. And, but you could see when I wouldn't want to do that. It's a lot of work, like you said, like he mm -hmm. has to worry about insurance, make sure everyone gets paid. Because essentially he's feeding you. Yeah. You know, you're counting on him to right. rake in the money. Yeah, exactly. Every day, you know. And it, it it's a lot. Mm. I couldn't worry. That's why I do everything on my own. Because, well, all this stuff is because, one, I can't afford anybody. Right. And two, I'm so particular about how I want things done. Right. But even if I brought somebody on, I would worry so much. I got to I got to make sure they're getting paid. You know? right. I got to make sure they're you okay. Have that pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And business actually a lot of people don't think it but it has seasons. Right? Yeah. It has a lot of ups it, and downs. Yeah, it has mm -hmm. a lot of seasons. On those seasons that is abundant for you, you need to save up. Yeah. Because the drought is coming. Yeah. And then when that drought <laughs> comes, you will still be able to pay your employees the same thing. Right, mm -hmm. you you can afford to keep all your employees, so that's the thing. As an empl employee, you don't really experience that if you're being paid five to six or whatever, mm -hmm. nine to six, whatever. You know, you won't feel that pressure. You know, you yeah. you go to you go to work, you complain. Yeah, you bitch and moan. Yeah. Like, they don't they don't pay yeah. me. I do it too. Still to this day, <laughs> right. you guys will pay me enough. I get paid all right. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. my boss is this and that. Like, you know, you have a lot of complaints. Yeah. But yeah. you don't really get the st stress mm -hmm. of being a boss. You need to make sure your employees are good at the same time. Yeah. You need to make sure you pay all your taxes because American government is so into that. Yeah. They yeah. Love taking need, your money. Yeah. You need to make sure everything is written mm -hmm. and everything and everything is secure. At the same time, you need to worry about your sales. So, instead of just going to the job that you just do, like, you know, this certain kind of, like, for example, you work as a sales, like me, I just sell saw blades the whole day, and that's all I did, needed to do, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not the one who's shouldering all those hardships to actually survive that business, mm -hmm. you know? I was just there. I'm just a help. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm a really good worker. But at the end of the day, I did not have the same stress as they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's like the pro, pros and cons of having your own business and working for someone else's business. Yeah. But you did it. You did it for five years. Uh, no, no, not entirely. Not entirely. So I was doing caregiving for the for three oh, years. That's right. And then yeah. And I finally had my green card. So I transitioned from caregiving, a little bit of modeling gigs here and there, mm -hmm. and to I work for Macy's, right? And until, until the pandemic. 
Is that the Macy's out here? No, that's oh. the Macy's in um, Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Yeah. Gotcha. And then, like this big company, they just didn't care, right? And pandemic happens. So I was so lucky to have Anne, like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the blades and stuff, like, you know, their, their business. Because she's like, you know what, work for me. If, if it's not because of them, I do not know how I'm going to survive. Yeah. Really. I think a lot of people felt that when it hit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a weird time in life where I was like, whoa, everybody's out of work. Yeah. Everybody's in this together. Right. And then I looked at, like other countries do this or go through this all the time. They did too. You know, yeah. and the United States finally, mm-hmm. it showed up on our door and everybody panicked. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Um. But so you had those jobs and you got through the pandemic? Yeah, I got through the pandemic and they never closed, luckily. Nice. So I was well fed and stuff. And, you know, I have 1099 on uh, my modeling gigs. So that's good because mm-hmm. it helped me to have like, you know, the relief from the government and stuff. So it was nice. actually the most abundant time in my life. Yeah. Like the pandemic was. And then... I was in the dating world and stuff and getting toes around everywhere. Uh-huh. And I met my current boyfriend. And that's like one of the reasons why I moved here in Salt Lake, really. Because yeah. I, 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 was, I was so tired of being out there already. I felt like I'm ready mm-hmm. to finally settle. Yeah. Right? And, and you came here to... Salt Lake City. Yeah, welcome to the Salt Lake City. Welcome where all the white people hang out. <laughs> this is where all the whites are. <laughs> right. I remember the first time I've been to Utah. That was in um, Cedar, I think. Yeah, Cedar is a very like southern the, part of yeah, it. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I very to, deserty. And I saw a lot of like bunch of white people. And I was like, I belong here. <laughs> Is this this is like a paradise to me. Oh, okay. Like, oh, that guy's good looking. So, oh man, here they are. This is where right. all hiding. Utah. Uh huh. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, Utah is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It has its it has, beauty. It has its beauty, and actually voted to be like the second of the best country, uh, not country, um, the best place to live in. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, you know, it's it's funny to make fun of the Mormons and stuff like that, but uh, they do bring a lot of pride mm-hmm. to this state. They like it clean. Mm-hmm. It's kept clean. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll give them that. Right. But they have a lot of weird just laws where I'm I like... Mean, we all have our perks. Yeah, I was like, why is that even a rule? Yeah. I hear but, they can't even have coffee. You know, my, my folks are Mormon. I was raised in that whole... I know everything in and out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really... I mean, my dad drunk. He loved Mountain Dew. Oh, there you go. You know, he loved, everybody loves caffeine. Yeah. Get over it. The coffee thing, I don't understand because coffee is generally pretty healthy for you. Right. It's good antioxidant. Right. But yeah, uh, the soda intake out here in Utah is insane. Yeah, you would see. I catch myself drinking more soda now. I never drank this in California. I just drink water all the time. Yeah, I try to stick to water, but I love like beer you know Whiskey, what? Get, you know? I will, you know, alcohol here and there. Yeah. You enjoy that. That's yeah. fine. But like, I would suggest get those. If you like the soda feel, get those one that like makes it carbonated. Oh, the soda machine thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Soda stream, I think. Yeah, yeah. They got those things. Mm-hmm. 
But it's um. So you were coming to Utah when you met your dude. Mm-hmm. I remember and, you told me I was you're like oh, I met a guy I'm coming out. I was like yeah whoa yeah and then Can that's you come when on the you, podcast right right <laughs> no I got to spend time with him. I was like damn <laughs> like that was like every two weeks and I was like oh yeah. my god I'm getting broke yeah. like all this plane ticket <laughs> so we're like oh let's just stay together and that where the fun begins yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to speak on it unless I know you guys had your back and forth there. And yeah, I mean, like a relationship is never really perfect as we imagine it to sure. be. Sure. It's a you lot know? of work. It's, like they said, the grass is greener if you water it. Yeah. And relationship is a work. And me and my boyfriend, we talk about this because he has been single for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. I had been single for like a year and a half. When we met, I mean, like, I was still, like, pedangle sometimes. Like, I would still met my ex because for some reason he's, like, that mm-hmm. one that I let into the deepest part of my heart that I could not get rid of sure. at that time. So, I mean, being single makes you wake up the next day without any worries if you upset someone or if someone is treating you bad or someone is like you know not being truthful to you and stuff like that you know that you have that luxury and the luxury of being free to do whatever you want in your life Mm -hmm. right to do whatever you want it's okay like a lot of people i don't know why our culture is like this oh you're single there must be something wrong with you it's not more like, oh, you're single. Oh, that's awesome. You can work on yourself. Yeah. Or you have a really good self-control and you have independent from other people because you emotionally can survive even in your loneliest time, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of people don't appreciate how good it is to be single, really. Yeah. You get into a relationship now, you starting to <clears throat> pick on your partner. Oh, yeah. you're not doing this for me. You're not doing that for me and you're willing Mm -hmm. to do it for someone else. And you're like, oh, I'm offended, right? Or it would be so hard to communicate. And this is why I felt like being single is actually better than being with in a relationship or being in the relationship most of the time. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not good, on letting your personal space being occupied, then you get irritated, you know? Um, when I got here in Salt Lake, I was working for Dellards, you know, selling cologne and stuff. And I do that for like eight hours a day. So I entertain people, I smile to people, and I am introvert, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So when I get home, I got used to that point where I get home in Phoenix in my own place. I don't have anybody. It's just that cat that wanted to live with me. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know what? I can just be quiet. I can listen to music or watch movie. And I can just do whatever I want. Now, I come home and my boyfriend is freaking out. Why are you mad at me? It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not mad at you. I'm just tired. And this is the way, like, you know, when I'm tired, I'm this way, right? Mm -hmm. I don't say anything. I just sit in the corner and recook myself. But now you need to adjust. You need to be able to still have that energy to hang out with your partner at the end of the day. 
you know, to tell them the, the most exciting sales that you have. Yeah. Rather than just be quiet. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of um, reworking. Mm-hmm. So, but it's worth it because when you're with somebody and it's good, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, I enjoy being in relationships. When I was single, I was like, I, it was whatever. I think everybody needs to be single and mm. do that thing. And, but you get to a point where you're like, all right, there's got to be a lot more than just me doing everything I've ever wanted to do alone. All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to like have some experience with another human being that generally wants to be around you, which is pretty cool. I mean, you I know? guess, I mean, not I guess, because there's my parents, right? They yeah. found each other. They they like what they like, and they mm-hmm. understand each other. Um, it's the thing about me and my boyfriend is that um, him and I we both were single, mm-hmm. and we were not like you know for a long period of time we were, and then all of a sudden you are constantly occupied by this person. Yeah, and then we wonder like we were good when we were just dating. Mm-hmm. And I was always telling him, it's because you did not see the dark side of me. You know, I don't want to come here in Salt Lake and just fight, yeah. right? I wanted to come here in Salt Lake so we can spend time, we can have fun. And at the same time, it's the same way for you. Right. Because every time I come here, you forget about everything else and just spend time with me. Now that we are together... You needed to work. I needed to work. Right. And stuff like that. Like, you know, the vacation becomes your, like, you know, your daily life. And it's it doesn't feel yeah. like a vacation anymore. Yeah. I, I've been guilty of that in relationships where I forget all my friends, everything I do, everything mm. that makes me happy, hobbies, everything. And it's all about them. Mm. And that's probably the most dangerous thing you can do. Don't get me wrong. It's a good portion of about them. Yeah. But you need to like hang out with your buddy still. And you notice you know? that with me. You're like, oh, let's do a podcast and I'm too scared to get out. Yeah. Right? I was like, what do you, what do you worry about? Uh, and you know, I'm not going to say anything, but I knew what was going on. But I was like, okay, I yeah. get it. But yeah. it's like you're, you're losing who you are. Right. And you're absorbed all your energy and you forget like, hold up. Yeah, I like to meet with people. Right, you know? I want to have my own life. Yeah. You can trust me. I can go mm-hmm. sit with so and so. It'll be all right. It, it was me, actually. Ah. Oh, okay. Like I, oh, okay, I had okay. the biggest trust issue. Ah. Right. It's like I, I kind of like okay. Well, I give up everything I had back home, everything, right, sure. to be here. So I made sure of it that I would watch everything that there is no threat Mm. you know against me on that one and i become possessive i become toxic and stuff gotcha yeah and i i thought i was past that right i i thought i was oh okay i'm over that i'm already an adult i'm ready for a relationship you know i had spent time with myself i Mm. wanted to like you know live a life that i could share it with someone the thing is it's also an adjustment because Someone you choose doesn't always have the same hobby as you. Yeah. Right? Or maybe they're done with that kind of hobby and they've done it already in their life and they don't want to continue that. Yeah. Right? So you need to have a certain kind of amount that you are still able to trust the relationship. At the same time, go out there 
and spend time with yourself and other people yeah. because that's healthy. Yeah. You know, don't just put someone in the pedestal. And that's what I did. Mm. I put him in the center of my life and I watch every step that he did. Ah, okay. Right. So that suffocated my partner and it was not like, you know. Yeah, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. Yeah. And then now. That's when they go, all right, I'm going to start calling so-and-so and I'm going to go on dates and, and just forget this. Or like, oh, yeah. I'm just, you know what? I'm going to spend with uh, time with my friends and stuff. Yeah. Right? So It's a lot of like, okay, all right. I'm going to get you back. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, when I come back here, it was actually really amazing because we had that part of our life where it was the darkest, where I move out, you know, I tried to move out. And then we realized that we really do care for each other. Sure. Right? So when I come back, we become an adult. And it was not hard. We still fight. Sure. You know, yeah, right? yeah. I'm fighting. I, I worked with a buddy of mine. He's like, you know what, man? I love my girl. Once in a while, you guys need to fight. Yeah. You need to have a good fight. <laughs> right. And you let it all out and then you're good. Right. I was like, you're you're funny, fool. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing because he grew up to this um, Italian family where they would shout on each other and after a few minutes, they're okay. Yes. Oh, my bad. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I grew up into a parent that never fought in front of us. Mm. So I did not know how to handle that, yeah. you know, that situation. I, I was like, okay, well, what can I do? You know, if I go quiet, then, then like, oh, why are you being quiet? And then if I do this, it's like, I don't know what to do, right? Yeah. You know, healthy relationship fights. And healthy relationship, you need to say something that you don't like. You need to, to be more, what's this, open. And you mm -hmm. need to communicate. And a communication with someone you love, most especially in the very beginning of relationship, it's quite hard because you're afraid to hurt this their feelings, yeah. right? If we can just tell, hey, I don't like this wolf thing that you are doing, mm -hmm. you know, change it for me, right? Like, yeah. you know, not, not totally change it because you don't want to change a person. You need to be there for that person for the way they are, yeah. right? And if you don't like it, then zoom out. Like, yeah, yeah get out uh, of their life. Yeah, or just accept that. Thing, that one thing is not going to change. Yeah, and, and you're just like, okay, that's just yeah. how he is. Is yeah, this or how she is? Is this yeah. something I can live with or sure. live, like you know, or, or not really? Yeah. Like you know, because at that point you're like, well, there is no perfect right there. Yeah. Pick your poison. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, it's really true. There's nothing 100 percent perfect. Mm -hmm. So. So yeah, that's what we've been doing. We figure out that. If we do the relationship into a free thing where he can be who he wants to be and I can have a life mm -hmm. that I can do whatever I want without worries, then it works. And yeah. so far right now, it's working. And this is why I made it here because I'm no longer that really uptight person. Right? Nice. It's well, funny. I appreciate that. <laughs> I know it can be overwhelming when some random fool on Instagram. Hey, do you want to come on my podcast? I know. Uh, I mean, like I, I've been the, watching. Who more. are you, fool? <laughs> you know why? Why would I want to come? I totally get where you're coming from. Why the constant like no, 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 no? I get it. Was, it. it was my personal problem. It's not. Yeah, it's nothing enough. about you. Oh, okay, okay. Because you know me, I'm like one of the most not brave but dumb kind of thing. You're in my you're, uh, you're very inspirational. 
you know, when we talked on the phone a long time ago, just the way you put articulate things and have your outlook on is like, you know, this this person, this individual needs to come and share this. Right. It, you you have a story, and that's why I love doing what I do and meeting people that I meet. Mm-hmm. It seems to be a thing for me. It just makes me go, whoa. Yeah. You know, it's just we're we all have this weird like just trail in life that makes zero sense mm-hmm. and then when we meet and we talk about it you go like you said earlier like oh that's why yeah. that happened that's yeah. why i went through that that's why xyz you know yeah that's why this has been postponed for so long because yeah, you had because something going I had on. Something going yeah. on. It's like I'm not afraid of strangers. You I know? would go out with strangers. Yeah. Well, I'm all my friends point. were strangers at one point. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> and there is that time where, like, you know, I was renewing my passport in LA, right? Yeah. And I think for some people that was scary for them. But for me, it was like, oh, okay. Because it's like, I don't have any more paperwork at that time. They took my passport. So I needed to take the bus coming back to Phoenix. Mm. So it was like 9 p.m. PM at night. And I was walking downtown Los Angeles and all the way to the bus uh, um, station. And on the way there is actually Skid Row. Mm -hmm. And I was like filming and stuff. And I was just jolly jolly with like my office outfit on. I was like, where am I? (laughs) Hold up. Is this the scene? Is this a scene to The Walking Dead? Right. Where are you guys at? You guys going to pop out of the bushes? (laughs) And it's like, you know, there's this guy calling me and it's like, hey. I was like, hi. And I was like, just passing by. And I'm that, like, you know, it would probably get me killed if I'm not careful. But at that time, I was not even thinking about it. Sure. Like, I'm just... I have a free soul, I would say. Yeah. You know, I'm not afraid to experience life. Yeah, you do You do a lot of interesting stuff on your YouTube. Mm-hmm. You know, the last one you did, I was like, okay, well, all right, just walking and cooking a steak. Right, in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere? <laughs> would I do that? No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I would go on a hike for sure, but it's cool you brought everything. And then I know I gave you some feedback. Like, I would like to hear you talk. Mm. but then you know what i regret saying that because i've been watching a lot of stuff on youtube where it's simply it's cooking right it's street food and stuff like that there's all you hear is the chef cutting mm-hmm. there's no talking there's no music yeah i was like now i get why she did that like yeah. you said you know you come back to it it's like it really does pull you in mm-hmm. like you really stay more focused in on the simplicity of yeah, what you're watching exactly and i've you been know? following two of um this person that are my favorite it's like one of them is drew sims mm-hmm. and the other one is like some like hulk like something like that but he's from europe and drew sims is from here he's the one who live in his jeep oh and i'm just like i would look at their footage so it's more like the the footage speak for itself kind of thing and gotcha. i wanted to be in that um level i'm yeah. not there yet but i'm working on it like yeah. there's still you know how it is with editing post-production and man stuff post like is tough it's yeah. like how do i want to manipulate this without being too corny yeah but being like wow right. it's tough yeah i totally get it mm-hmm. but you 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 do you're really good at it 
I've watched, you know, your editing and I've given you like feedback. Mm. Well, where you're headed with it, I really I do enjoy it. Mm, it's thank you. very simple. The way you cut from one scene to the next, yeah. very good. Yeah. I struggle with B-roll and, you know, yeah. long cuts. Because I do a count, I'm like, okay, cut. And yeah. it's like, okay, now I got to match the music. And it's like, God, dude, right. this takes forever. There is this <laughs> scene in um, my... I think it was like a few weeks ago where I uploaded the one with me and my ex, uh, not ex, my boyfriend. Mm -hmm. That we went to the lava tube, and it was actually a combination of three take, like you know, a three different cuts. Yeah. Oh, three take is like a three different video mm -hmm. that you kind of like do kind of the same way, but it was taken in single camera. So I needed to go back up and then go down again mm -hmm. and stuff, and I was able to patch it all together. And it, it went good. And I was yeah. like, wow, okay. Yeah, it, it's fun. You start to become very, I do it more than I ever have done it. Where I, I'm generally, I call myself a pretty creative person. Like, mm -hmm. this is all I mean, like, me yeah. thought up. I mean, you started you know? with where, like, um, just in the living room kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Until you get to have your own studio, which is amazing. Yeah, I started with my phone. Mm-hmm. And uh, if anybody wants to get into filming, start with your phone. Mm -hmm. It's the safest, cheapest way. And I did my last vlog when I was in Hawaii. And I was like, it's no more phone. Mm -hmm. The quality needs to be better. I have the camera to do it. Right. Um, but that it took me a while to be like not intimidated of that camera. Right. Because those things are like. Complicated. I was like, what, dude? I don't know what I saw. What, two Frame rates? Like, <laughs> right. Where do I shoot the time lapse? You exactly. have to set it up completely different. It's like, man, the phone would just do it. I almost went back to the phone. Right. I was like, no, 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 dude. If you go back to the phone, you're just going to be the phone guy. And yeah. your quality is going to be trash and no one's going to watch it. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> mine is just shoot from my phone right now. I just did not have the, I mean that inspiration no 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 it's very tricky cameras is very tricky i would say yeah like it's not like the, okay you set it on 4k 60 uh -huh. and it would record auto yeah like you know and then if you do the camera you need to like find your proper lighting your just like what you said iso your frame rate and everything it was just like ah oh, there's too much for me yeah. i did that before though yeah. You know, I used to have my Canon when I go exploring. Yeah. That camera is a nice camera. Mm. That Canon that you have. I was, I'm probably going to get that one next. I just love the crispness. It does, it does not um, record 4K though. Oh. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I think it's only 1080. 1080p ain't bad. But mm. you can tell when someone hit 4K, you're like, ooh, yeah. it's a little sharper. Right. It's but. clearer. It's better to look at in your 85 mm -hmm. because now we're like going to like a hundred inches TVs. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's a whole, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun learning it. I enjoy it. I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit better. Just. I mean, that's a good bit. thing because that's like, you know, bursting out of your bubble and growth. Really. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I get out of the camera, I go to more more complicated one, and you're growing. Yeah. Yeah. You're learning new skills and stuff. It's not just like press the button and it would record for you. Mm -hmm. It's more like, okay, this is a skill that you can actually um, use 
for the further um project that you're gonna yeah. do and stuff yeah i eventually want to make a music video for this uh mm-hmm. set i did and mm-hmm. then i uh, made a mix i was like this would be a funny like music video to do <laughs> for so I've plus been... you create your own music yeah which is amazing I do a lot of stuff. It's, it's weird. I dip into a lot of stuff because I'm waiting to see which one hits. Mm. You know? I would love for this one to hit because this is my favorite. But I also have to be realistic of how many podcasts there are. Mm-hmm. And this may never hit. You know? But mm. it something else could. The vlogging could hit. The DJ mixes could hit. Right, yeah. um, so I can't isolate myself to one thing right now. Plus, it's actually like you know motivating you to do keeps you very more. creative. Yeah, yeah, you don't get stuck. And I think about that too. Is like if I was just doing podcasts, then I would just be doing Podcast podcasting forever, forever. Yeah, and that that gets old. Yeah, I have to do so many things because I get bored. Like, mm-hmm. and then I want to challenge myself in a different way. All right, I'll go get good at that. All right, right. I'll come back to this. Yeah, it, that's the way I work. It would be good too because like you know you'll be able ha- to have all these branches and stuff. Right. And somebody may or may not be like, "Hey, I want I need you to do this for me." Okay. Mm-hmm. I could do that. Exactly. Yeah. And it's another gig. Yeah, you need to do voiceovers for something. Come on over. Mm-hmm. Use my mic. I'll, I'll edit it for you. Right. You know. Yeah. So it opens the doors. I'm just waiting for people to knock. I've definitely but let's take it you takes know, time. If it did not at least it would be a um almost like a folder of the memories that you had interacted with people right that know? too and i do it for a lot of this i do for the individual because mm. i've always tell people you know when you get somebody who gives you a chance to talk about yourself mm-hmm. you're, you're a pretty amazing person and that doesn't happen too much anymore i i'm you know? feeling like you're probably becoming more of a therapist <laughs> because you're hearing all this kind of like you know stories been, and you're gonna patch that oh le- lesson from this and lesson from that uh you know i've been very fortunate for it yeah and it's really weird because i'm an extremely shy person mm-hmm. and but i do this because it, there's this you people like you and people that i've had previous mm-hmm. the stories are like how how are you not writing a book or Right. You know, it's phenomenal what you went through to be where you're at now. I mean, we can all it's write wild. a book. We really right. could. You know, because each person is a book itself. Yeah. Yeah. We have a very unique... We, uh, some of us has similarities of our journey, but it's like our fingerprint, right? Yeah. It's always different. Like, you know, yeah. your experience might have some, you know, of mine similar to mine but it's different and it's unique on its own and that's the beauty of our existence here yeah 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 no one has the exact same life exactly so wild right Mm -hmm. i mean whoever's doing the programming they got that part right (laughs) (laughs) that's very true it's like good job on like fabricating those yeah good job on like making it not the same for everybody similarities but never exactly the same yeah yeah it's like oh i'll tweak this a little bit right here so it's not sean's like oh yeah i'm gonna make him turn left instead of right this time (laughs) oh baby right good job sean (laughs) oh god yeah yeah it's it's a wild ride 
Well, I thank you so much for coming on here. I of really appreciate course. it. I'm glad I got to finally meet you after mm-hmm. like fucking I 10 felt years. Like <laughs> I know you for a long period of time. Yeah. I feel like I seen you like grow and just go through bad hardships. Just I'm like, man, I don't know what else I can do or say, you know, mm-hmm. especially at that one point where you're like, I was like, uh, you got to go this way. You got to do that. You're like, oh, I'm going to try it. I'm like, oh, you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Oh and my God. You like, did it. I, I know. I'm like, I know you're trying to, you know. That's all right. Go ahead. And I'm crazy like that. You know, I'm uh-huh. very stubborn. And I have this saying that if you're going to jump off the cliff, I would tell you that you're probably going to get hurt. Or you're probably going to die or whatever. But something is bad is going to happen for you. But if you want to do it anyway, go for it. Mm. Right? Because I want people to be like that with me. If I want to do something in my life, don't cut it off. Because you are kind of removing that experience from me. If I would just follow what other people will do, I would not be here right now. Right, mm. because I would be so sheltered, and I would never ever experience that kind of pain personally, and like you know, like on me. It's mm. not just like pain from hearing it from other people. It's actually experiencing life on my own, right? Fair enough. Yeah, because so interesting. That's a really good way to look at it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I never thought of that. Yeah, because if we say, oh, "Don't do that." Because you you might get hurt. Maybe that person needed to be hurt Her, so yeah. that they can get tough and you know, they get they, they get to be a better person. So there is that. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. I told a friend that recently. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I was helping financially. I was like, if you go back to so and so, I can't help you financially. Right. I could still be your friend if you needed something. Mm-hmm. But I had a that was hard for me to do because she has kids. I'm like, Ugh, yeah, you know, your kids, yeah. kids shouldn't be seeing that. And then I, when I told her that, she's like, "What's the problem with me dating so and so?" I was like, "Did you not did hear you what I said? Yeah. I said I can't help you financially anymore. That has gone to him now. Yeah, that's between you two. Mm-hmm. You needed help for a moment, but I can't sit here and say I agree with you." being a punching bag for the rest of your life but i hope you learn from that yeah mm-hmm. and i'll be here if you need to talk it out mm-hmm. i can't i'm not gonna give you money anymore that mm-hmm. doesn't do any good and uh yeah but if, I, like you said it's probably what she has to figure yeah, she out she needs to go through with that yeah, because unfortunately you know, i'm so good on telling people what to do like telling them like allowed advices yeah. but it's so hard to do it myself oh trust me yeah, I t- I'm I'm like that all the time. I'm, yeah, and people generally take it; they do pretty good. Mm-hmm. And then I go, "Fool, you wouldn't even do that. <laughs> you such a, you such a, you such a fibber." Right. But most of the time, it, when I my thing now, I, I tell people, and we'll, we'll wrap this up soon. I tell people if they're going through a hard time, whatever that hard time is, I say, "All right, say that thing that's bothering you out loud, and tell me." If that sounds like a good thing, mm-hmm. like this girl who's dating a guy who's beating her up pretty much, mm-hmm. I said, say that out loud. Yeah, my, my man beats me up mm-hmm. every day. I have mm-hmm. bruises. Right. I'm like, so what do you think? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't sound too good, does it? Right. And they go, fuck. Yeah. 
Is okay. it worth it? Is it worth it? Yeah. So that's my new thing. The and thing it is, seems to be pretty. She needs to have that thought in her own. Yeah. Right? She needs to be able to think, is this what I really want? Yeah. Because when you don't have that kind of mentality, then you're going to be doomed. Yeah. You know? Because you need to think for yourself. You know, you need to be able to like love yourself. This is what they said, self-care. And this is what they said, love yourself. Because you need to be able to think like, what is this for me? Right? Yeah. Is this what I want for the rest of it? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I hope. I just hope. I hope mm. I hope she gathers herself and moves on from that. And I do I we'll do see. hope she hear this and hear like the first part of my relationship and she would realize that hey it's better life this yeah. is not just life well i'm gonna send it to her and i'm gonna see see yeah you can do it just fine right i mean like yeah. i had survived without my ex-husband and be able to sustain myself yeah yeah you did it and i met a lot of beautiful people after that and i had a lot of heartbreak too so it's yeah. part of life it 100%. Well, before we go, I want to do... Do you like movies? Mm-hmm. Are you good at movie trivia? Not so much. All right. Pick an, pick an era of movies. What, like the 90s, 2000s, Let's 80s? do the modern movies. Modern movies. Okay. Modern And you do this and you get a prize if you get it right. Okay. All right. You want... More in the 2000? Sure. Okay. Can I choose a genre? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sci-fi. Sci-fi. Ooh. I don't know much about sci-fi. Sci-fi. It's my favorite. Oh, okay. Sci-fi. We'll go 2000s. Okay, okay. You got to remember too, I grew up without television for 17 years. Yeah. Nice. Just guitar. Let's see. Um, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the premise and see if you get this. Okay. Let's see what this movie. Um, they land on a unknown planet. Mm-hmm. And only one guy has special vision where he can see these animals that are trying to kill them. Oh, wow. That's a tough one. I can keep, keep giving you more clues. Okay. The main actor has nine movies recently. Okay. Of the same uh, franchise. They have nine. At the moment. Is this the alien movies? No, not the alien movies. Thank you. Give me more clues. <laughs> is this a movie? Uh, this is a movie, right? Yes. Um, it's not going to be the Star Trek. No. I believe this movie is later, like 90s-ish. Mm. I'm afraid I did not see that. Okay. So the main actor, he, uh... He's in a car, the car movies, and there's nine of them. Okay, so the Fast and the Furious. Okay, 
Who's right. that? Who's the main guy? What's his name? The actor. Um, Bean Diesel. Okay. Now that you have his name, uh-huh. the sci-fi movie he is, he has to wear special goggles. Yeah, yeah. I think I've watched this. I don't yeah. know the, <laughs> the title. <laughs> like, it's like a, um, is this like almost like a witch hand? No. They land on some planet and these things have. And there's like a, a girl and a boy right there, right? I think. There's like a group of people. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's called Pitch Black. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I didn't know all of it. <laughs> Good enough. Right. Good enough. But hey, you still you still get the prize. That is a bundle of stickers. Oh, um, I will add it can... to my um thing because like this thing, I, I still have it. So we've been oh, talking. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got right that there. little one. I had that Japanese thingy right here, but it fell off. Oh, I yeah, still have that those. thing. Right got ten more of those. Well, Diana, thank you so much. I thank appreciate this. Oh, maybe we can come back and do another one and yeah, talk more about yeah. uh, where you're at now and, mm-hmm. you know, see where you want to go in the future. Right. Maybe. But thank you so much. It's fun to finally talk to you. Thank you so much for yeah, having me. Of course. All right, folks, that is it. appreciate you guys watching. Take care of yourselves and take care of others. Peace. <laughs>